Uh, you're very welcome back to Saturday Chronicle here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. I hope you're all enjoying the show so far. And for our next interview, you'll, you'll really enjoy. Um, we're absolutely thrilled to be joined by Nuala Carey from RT. Uh, Nuala is a, a full-time weather presenter on, on, on the TV station. And she also presents, um, an odd time here and there, the National Lotteries uh, uh, lot of draw and uh, recently she he, she has been uh, working on a, a new a TV series called The Summer Show. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, Nuala is on the phone there now. Nuala, a very good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us on the programme. Oh yes, oh, yeah. you're on. Yeah, I hope you can hear me. <laughs> yes, I can indeed. Nuala, you're, you're very welcome to the programme and uh, we'll, we'll get started straight away because uh, I know you're, 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 you're busy. Um, so, Nuala, can, can we go back in, in time, uh, I suppose, starting out in your, in your early life? Um, you were educated at uh, Mokris Park College, Dublin, and you graduated from UCD with a Bachelor of Arts in English and Sociology. Can you tell us about your college experience starting out? Um, when I loved UCD, I was originally actually offered a place in Trinity to study drama. They have a degree course there. So I, I auditioned for that and I got the place. But when it came to the crunch, I was a, bit, a little bit nervous about perhaps, you know, going full time into trying to make a career out of acting and drama. So I went to UCD, loved it, and was part of drama sock there. But I used to do a lot of amateur dramatics with local groups yes. as well. Um, so I was always kind of interested in public speaking and performance. But that really just, I suppose, happened from school in transition year. I found transition year was great for me. I kind of blossomed. I would have been a very quiet student up until then. Um, so transition year was kind of the making of me, I suppose. Very good. Very good. So I suppose when when, when did the, the idea come into your head that, you know what, uh, TV is a road for me? When did that come about? Well, um, RT advertised. They were looking for new faces for the weather department. And at that point, I was doing a master's in UCD. I was doing some volunteer work on a radio station in Dublin, Anne Olivia. Um, and I also, when I when I had worked in, in AA Roadwatch, there was a little bit of television work connected to that. Yes. So it, it just kind of all started to fall into place. So when it was advertised in the newspaper, I said, well, sure, why not apply like everybody else, you know? Um, so it was, it was a little bit of luck, I suppose, in a way, as is often the case in life. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Um, so as, as you mentioned there, uh, you joined RTE in March uh, 1999 and... Uh, I I what I mean what was your what was your first um your first uh, gig a uh, big gig as such um I know you said you'd mentioned you had uh, done the A road watch and all that but in RTE did was it always the weather you you started off in it was yes I was brought in as a weather presenter so I'm the first ever person to have presented the weather we'll say on RTE who was a weather presenter um, and from that. Um, I, I got involved, obviously, with the lottery. So I, I do that on a very regular basis. I'm the longest-serving, actually, female host of the National Lottery. Right. Um, so, yeah, love the lotto, love the weather. They're all information-based when you think about it. Um, the only thing is I'm always on screen on my own. That's why I loved presenting the summer show with Derek Mooney. I love co-hosting the Today Show with Dahi O'Shea because... I suppose I'm kind of a chatty person, so it's nice sometimes to have somebody there beside you. Like when I would have 
covered for Sinead Kennedy on Winning Streak. It was yes. fabulous. Marty Whelan was there with me. I actually really like a co-host. I think it can bring out um, the best in both people, actually. Well, it's a lot of work on your own, though, too, Nora. If you didn't have a co-host. Well, oh, say that again. Sorry, Dara. No, I was just saying that it is, it is a lot of work being on your own if you didn't have a co-host. Well, that's true. I suppose that's actually why when you watch, say, the bigger shows on TV, there usually are two people because it just actually would physically probably and mentally be too much yeah, for yeah. one person. But but I really like the dynamic of having um, a co-host. And I've always had a, a female, or sorry, a male co-host, I should say. And I've, I've enjoyed that because sometimes it's just a different banter. Yes, yes, yes. And can we just go back and talk about the weather for a second, uh, your, your work with, with, with RT Weather? Um, just just to clarify, you, you, you're not a qualified meteorologist, is that right? Oh, correct, yeah. No, I don't work for Met Air and I work for RTE. That's okay. why I can present the lottery, that's why I can present the summer show, that's why I can present the, day, the Today Show. I work for RTE. Okay, yeah. and can you just talk to us about uh, the day-to-day job of, of uh, when you when you're when you're presenting the, the weather? Uh, wh- wh- how does it all start for you? Um, well, I suppose the day, like like every other job, <laughs> starts the first the first hour is probably the most um, is the most um, creative and in a way the most stressful because you're kind of setting the, the day up. Um, but after that, it's really after your first broadcast, you're just kind of I suppose building on your first broadcast, and you're always looking ahead to your next one. So the day um, goes very fast, and as is the nature of the weather, the weather can change. No two days are ever the same. Uh, there's always something happening. You'll have noticed there yesterday the storm names were released um, yes. for the upcoming season. So you're kind of crossing your fingers now that we don't get too many storms. And I'm actually looking out here this morning in Dublin, and the weather's lovely at the moment. So, mm. so you know, being, uh, I suppose, a weather presenter, it's a nice job. You know, you're bringing people sometimes good news but even if you're not bringing people the news they necessarily want to hear at least you're giving them fair warning about it um, and everybody is influenced by the weather even though people think it possibly just affects you know say people in the, the fishing industry or aviation yes, but actually yes. everybody makes a weather sensitive decision every day without even probably realising it. Nuala this is Jennifer here um, I'm Dara's co-host I'm intrigued with two things. Do you get a lot of grief from people when the weather isn't good? Actually, no. I I have to say, (laughs) Irish people are just the nicest people. I get no grief at all. Because people understand, sure, you're presenting the weather. You didn't make the weather. People are actually, people are very thankful that you're giving them notice. Um, It's more about that shooting the messenger as such, you know. Exactly, yeah. And people... People, you know, have kind of a nice attitude towards us. Now, they might say, oh, God, I wish it had improved. Where we ever get in the summer? Yeah. But there's never anything nasty. And then they just want the lotto numbers for the next row well, anyway. that's it, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're both the, the bringer of good and bad news at times as well. Well, and, that's true. That's true. And my second question was just with regard to the fact that you are the longest serving presenter in uh, of the weather, or oh, sorry, of the lotto, where do you actually see the opportunities for women and younger uh, women to actually come through into journalism, into presenting? Well, when you look at it, there's, there's three co-hosts on the, on the lotto and two are women. So actually, traditionally, the lotto and the weather 
are usually presented more by women than men. Mm. Um, so, the, so there's great opportunities for women. Actually, if you look, uh, well, it was the sad story of um, Keelan Shanley, Katrina yes, Perry, you yes, know, the yeah, two yes. paired together on the 6-1 News. That yes. was seen as unusual. They were but, fantastic, but, but though. They were, fantas- they were fantastic. Both oh, of them. they were. I, but it was so sad. Poor Keelan mm. then yeah. passed away. Um, but if you look at Strictly Come Dancing in the UK, Claudia, Tess, there, there isn't always now a case where it has to be boy-girl. It can be yeah. two women. If you look at sport and RTE, the women... Um, you know, Evandy Quillen, Jackie Hurley, Jackie Hurley, you know, took over the Sunday game. I think there's great opportunities. I do. Mm. More than ever, actually, I would say. Okay, thank you very much. And Matthew, I think you have a question. Yes, I do. Uh, this is Matthew. Um, I have a question about, you. obviously you seem to um, really love and like the career path that you've chosen, but you mentioned at the start that you did have the opportunity to do drama, the drama course in Trinity. So I was just wondering... Do you ever kind of stop to think about maybe if I hadn't chosen this path and chosen to do drama, what might have happened or what could have been? Yeah, well, I suppose everybody does dream, don't they, what the, the path <laughs> less travelled and all of that, that, that Robert Frost poem. But but acting is very, is very tough, you know, and you could actually be a very good actress and still not necessarily get the breaks. But in a way, presenting is... A slight form of acting. It's just you're it playing is, yourself. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, we don't use auto cue. I have a fantastic memory for presenting um, programs, but that comes from having done almost have a, a photographic memory. So I think the skills I learned along the way, you know, have worked for me in presenting. But but I'm happier for having made the choice. I, I prefer steady work and I like working and you know the life of an actor yeah. is very tough you yeah, just mightn't guess could be like freelance work a lot of the time possibly mm. acting could it? yeah yeah I don't know can you can you hear us okay there Nula? you're dipping out there a oh, yeah. bit yeah. now yeah. Okay. that's Jennifer isn't it? yeah the this is Jennifer here yeah gone very quiet. I, was yes. just, I was just saying it could be a lot of freelance work yeah, well I suppose freelance work acting but but centres would be unrealistic now that I could go off mm. and and start acting in plays. You know, it, it just, you're either one or the other. So uh, you I, never I, know, Nula. Yeah, you never no, know what so the future will bring. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Something different, Nula, that I came across uh, when I was researching you. Back in 2007, you took part in a, a ch- in a, in a charity, You're a Star, finishing third, um, while in 2010 uh, you also participated in Celebrity Banished Door, coaching Shannon Bridge GAA team from County Offaly. Can you tell us about that experience, how that all came about for you? Um, well, Charity Your Star, that was, you're right, the summer of 2007. So I suppose one of the main reasons I wanted to do that was you could pick your own charity. So I picked the Alzheimer's Society and I wanted oh, to all the money yeah, yeah. raised to go to them. Um, and it was also a summer I hadn't really anything lined up for. I didn't have a summer holiday. So when they came to me, I actually was available. But I said to my boss, I'll only be gone for a week. Don't worry about it. I'll be back to work in a week. <laughs> but, but yeah, of all the series they did, I was, I was the woman that got the furthest. Because I sang right up until the night of the semi-final. So I didn't go back to work for two weeks, and then I felt a bit embarrassed about that. But it was an absolutely fabulous experience. Some of the clips are still on YouTube. Like, it was great fun. And I tried to pick songs that were very kind of iconic. So I thought, well, even if 
I don't hit all the right notes. I would nearly look the part. So we did material girl Madonna songs. So of course, <laughs> that's the pink dress. It's nice. the long gloves. It's the jewellery. Um, I did downtown. So Julia Clark songs. So that's mm-hmm. very much dressed like the 60s. Dolly Parton. So I picked songs that I really liked. And I knew there were songs that people would enjoy. So they'd, they'd sing along with me. And actually, it turns out the children really seemed to like me. I got lots of letters from kids after that, which I wasn't expecting. But I suppose I was nearly playing a character every night. So visually on the telly, it looked like, you know, I suppose maybe then I was eye-catching because I was dressed up, you know. And then Celebrity Bonish Door was great, but that was very new to me because I'd watched GAA, but like it's different when you're standing at the sidelines and you're trying to think about making changes and who's your midfielder. I was just going to ask, had had you any GA knowledge at all? Ah, I did this, but but that that was the whole premise of the Mm programme, that you shouldn't actually know that much about GAA. I suppose that's the kind of jeopardy in the show. But I really enjoyed it. And the people at Shannon Bridge just... They couldn't have been nicer to me. They welcomed me with open arms. I really liked them. And I liked the guys on the team. They were good, decent fellas. And I've bumped into some of them in Dublin. You know, just uh, they were walking down Grafton Street one day and I'd see one of them. You know, they might have a job up here in Dublin now. So they were lovely. But that that was hard. We were eventually beaten by um, Castle Island Desmond's from Kerry. So that was Derek Burke from Crystal Swing. And he ended up then winning the whole thing. And I was delighted for him because I love Derek. I love his sister, Dervla, and the mum. So I was thrilled for them. But I suppose you can't win them all. <laughs> uh, Matthew again. Um, so after having that experience, would you feel coming back to watch the game now, would you have a more in-depth kind of knowledge of the game? And would you be able to appreciate it a little bit more maybe? Yeah, I would. I would. And I'm, I'm a heartbroken Mayo fan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always watching GAA and, and saying a prayer for them. But yeah, like like the game is amazing when you look yeah. at it. Like yeah. the skill, the pace, the work rate. You know they they're flying along the pitch. Um, but it's 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 a it's a tough game. You know, and I suppose you nearly see that in that the Dubs or Kerry are always kind of coming to the top. You know, uh, it's it's a tough game. But I've I've a great appreciation for it, and it really actually brought on my love of it doing that show. Nice. Nuala, can we talk on a personal note? And um, you, you, you sadly lost your dad, uh, Morris, back in 2018. And I suppose this, this obviously, I'm, I'm assuming, took a toll on you and your, your mom who helped look after him when he was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. So the question I want to ask, Nuala, is how did you cope when you first heard the diagnosis? What was your reaction? Well, when we first got the diagnosis, we, we didn't think it was terminal. You know, mm-hmm. we thought with a bit of treatment and some surgery that he would come out the other side. So we actually, you know, we were quite relieved because we thought, well, we're actually one of the lucky ones. Um, So we just all, as a family, put the head down and Dad started his treatment. And, you know, I don't know if people have experience of it in their families, but, you know, you get very practical. So it's like, what time do I need to bring in for chemo? Um, I'll collect you, then mom will be in the house with you, so you're okay. So it really just becomes, I suppose, all-encompassing. Not that you want it to be like that, mm. but, you, you know, it is all hands on deck in a family and everybody's helping. Um, but then as time went on, he had surgery and he, you know, he wasn't really thriving and I couldn't understand it. But 
you know, pancreatic cancer, unfortunately, is is a very challenging one. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the success rates are, are quite poor, probably for a number of reasons, because the symptoms present almost too late. By yeah, the time yeah, later on, yeah. people realise or it's been diagnosed, it's spread. So unfortunately, dads had spread. And, you know, there's just nothing you can do. No, that's the way life is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So you just have to try. And he was in hospital for a long time. <clears> but lucky enough, we live, we live near the hospital. He wasn't on his own much in any part of the day because I have two sisters and my mum. So there's always somebody there. And I was very lucky. Orchie is very near St. Vincent. So I could go down on my lunch break or if he needed anything, I could drop it in on the way to work or on the way home. But... Unfortunately, you know, he, he did pass away. So his five-year anniversary now will be in November. Oh. Yes. So, and and, you, and I, you, you spoke after the loss of your father during an interview you did. And to quote what you said here, Nuala, um, you said, I think after that you realise a lot of things in life aren't really important. Family is very important. And, one, and once everybody's happy and healthy, that's really all that matters. Well, it is, it is. And I lost a lovely friend over the summer. A very, very good friend of mine had cancer and she passed away in July. And I suppose, you know, I do, but probably a lot of us in the world, like we worry about stupid things, you know, mm. don't we? Yeah. But really, you know, your health is your wealth and times are precious. Even my friend who passed away, I... I knew she was sick and I knew she was in trouble, but I actually thought she'd get a few months more. And the whole thing just happened so fast and she was gone. You know, so life, life is, life is precious and it's mm. hard. That's why I think more than ever we should try and probably enjoy ourselves if we can, <coughs> you know, because there's, nobody has a guarantee, mm. you know, no. and, so so I after my poor friend Bernie passed away <laughs> myself and another friend we said oh my god so we booked a little holiday away for three nights I haven't left the country since before COVID because I just said you can actually work too much as well that's that's another lesson to us all <laughs> and can I ask just in terms of obviously having experienced those losses and bereavement how does that and it's a wonderful that you actually spent that time to to go away and I suppose kind of in her honour as well how do you feel that that actually moves you forward um, I suppose it matures you because mm. you realise that that you know nobody's getting any younger and, and life is changing and life mm. is evolving and I'm at the stage now where quite a few of my friends are beginning to lose parents yeah. so you're, you're trying to help each other but I suppose you just you just have to learn that mm. that this is life and you can't you know unfortunately passing away and death it is part of life yes yeah. you know no it's not a nice thing but it is part of life that's why I do think now if you can enjoy yourself um, and try you know what you can only live we can only live one day at a time anyway yes but like yeah. Today is a lovely day, so I'm going to go out now for a walk. And you know, I do think if you can try and make something of each day, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, um, yes. I suppose. Nice. attitude. And we just have two or three minutes, uh, Nuala. Um, can I ask about uh, the summer show, which you're recently filming there with alongside your co-host uh, Derek Mooney? For our listeners, can you tell us what is the show about? Oh, say that again. What is what? What, what is the the, 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 the there. Sorry. What, what is the summer show about for some of our listeners who may not have yet oh. watched the show? Okay, so well, it's available to watch on the RT player if anybody wants to go watch it. So this summer was series 
phase two. So the opening series we did the summer of 2022 was all about walking. So we used walking routes as kind of the spine of the program. And then this year we moved to anchoring it around places and festivals. So it was a four-part series again, myself and Derek. We did a show from Galway City. We did one actually from Ilon Clara. So that's Cape Clear, just off the kind of uh, West Cork coast. That was fabulous. We did a show from Kilkenny. And then the last one we did from the National Botanic Gardens in Dublin. So around those um, four programs, then there was a report. So in one of them, I learned how to sail in Dunleary. I learned how to bell ring in St. Canice's Cathedral. I found out the secrets to winning the best dressed, those fest, or those competitions that are so popular now. And I also went out to the Aran Islands because um, the Banshees of Inishirin oh, was yes, filmed there. Yes, so I went out yeah. to find out what life was like when the crew came. Yeah, yeah so it's, it was really showcasing... I suppose, Ireland, some beautiful places that people, I suppose, forget that are right on our doorstep. Yes. But they yes. showed it really well. And the ratings were huge, which was fabulous. So I'm crossing my fingers for a third series now. <laughs> very <laughs> good. And finally, uh, Nuala, before I let you go, um, very briefly, if you don't mind, uh, let's talk about the Rosa Tralee. Uh, you were adjudicator for the 2023 International Rosa Tralee Festival. Um, how, I, I, so with that in mind, how, how did you choose a, w- uh, a winner for the Rose of Tralee. What is the criteria for judging? I know Roisin Wiley, the New York Rose, won it. That's right. Roisin, beautiful young lady. And actually, um, your, the Claire Rose was absolutely fabulous. She was, actually. yes. She had a very <laughs> personal story because unfortunately she, she had lost those both her parents when she was very young. So I suppose, like, without giving the game away, because in case I'm asked to judge again, I don't want to tell everyone <laughs> our secrets. But, um, do you know what? It's it's sometimes it's a feeling as well when you meet somebody you know you feel they they would be a great international rose of personality Mm. yeah it's a combination of of factors um and and sometimes when you meet people there can be a charisma about them there can be something about them that's actually indefinable um but like there was 32 young women um and we got to know them very well because what you see on the telly is just the few minutes of each of each girl on the Monday or the Tuesday night. But we'd gotten to know them since the Friday. And I actually missed them. They were such a beautiful bunch. And they were great. You know, they had a great attitude because they're busy when they're down at the Rose of Tralee and they've been on a tour. So it was lovely to meet them and get to know them. I'd read lots about them. but It's only when you meet people that you get a real sense of them. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really good, did, yeah. and I think Roisin, you know, will do a great job. But it's, it's. I nearly feel guilty because if I could have given every single one of them the sash, the International Rose of Tralee, I would have. Like, <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Them, yes, I know because yeah. each of them are exceptional and they yeah. have a unique yeah. story yeah, to have. tell. So it's just about finding from the thirty-two. It's finding the one girl that will represent the thirty-two. Um, and they were all thrilled for Roisin. And they made great friends. They just, should, they were nearly crying by the end of it because it's such a unique experience for I them. Know, and know. they loved it. And I love to see that because they're making new friends. And, oh, 
there's probably new romances with escorts <laughs> so uh, okay Nuala uh, unfortunately time is upon us and we could talk all day but uh, I'm afraid we, we have to move on with the show as they say so Nuala Carey from RT I want to thank you very much for joining us on Saturday Chronicle and Scarab Bay Community Radio we'll definitely have to get you back again but until then um, take care and thank you very much Thanks, Nuala. A lot of all. And have a lovely day, the three of you. I hope the weather's good down there and you get a chance to enjoy it.